In-class learning resumed this week, and it's a cold, cold week to spend your time, let alone on lunch duty outside. Remember the uh, recess and lunch duty, teachers walking around? There's a group of teachers from Bloor Collegiate who have been going to school for the past three days, just not into the school. They've been hanging out in their cars or in the parking lot. Melanie Wilson is an English teacher in Toronto. She's one of them. She joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Melanie, good to have you on. Good morning. So technically, you're invoking your right to refuse work. Um, this is to draw attention to safety uh, situations within the schools that you and your colleagues feel are just not adequate for heading back to uh, in-class learning. Can you specify what you're protesting? Yes, just to clarify, it's not a protest, but we are using that right that is available to all workers to refuse unsafe work. So uh, we would just, first of all, also to say we'd much rather be in the buildings with our students. Um, This is the third day and we didn't anticipate it going to be three-day process. Um, We're concerned about all the safety measures that um, are not in place. And, and I think one of the biggest ones for all of us, and I think this is widely felt across the province, is lunchtime in high schools where students, there's, there's no cohorting. Minister Lecce and Doug Ford have said that they're improving cohorting, which means students have limited exposure in the building just to the 30 kids in their class. But at lunchtime, we have hundreds and hundreds of students eating in hallways, in poorly ventilated stairwells, Um, No masks on, obviously, sometimes shoulder to shoulder, no social distancing. And so we're really worried about how that makes the school unsafe for workers, the education workers, the teachers, for the students themselves, for their family members, and and how that will also drive community spread and and put even more pressure on our healthcare system, which is is already in crisis. So um, that is that's my number one concern. Okay, before we get to your other concerns and before we go back to lunchtime, I just want to ask you to clarify a few things. Uh, It struck me interesting that you didn't call this a protest. If it's not a protest, why not stay home and refuse work? You have to legally, in order to invoke your right to refuse unsafe work, you need to be on the property of your employer. So you have to show up. In fact, we've actually, like I was just before speaking with you, posting to my Google Classroom, emailing back and forth with students, telling them, you know, giving them instructions for the day, posting a bonus assignment. Um, Yeah, so we are are actually, believe it or not, working on and off from our cars and have our laptops with us and everything. And you're just, I guess, getting onto the Wi-Fi at the school and getting in and piggybacking on that. What are your colleagues saying about this? Because they're obviously, somebody's got to be taking care of your your classes. Yeah, they've been, there's a lot of support, a lot of are in the building and don't feel comfortable or are concerned about the, the situation in our schools, but it's an intimidating process to go through, obviously. And so we had been meeting in the lead-up and people trying to decide whether they would go in or not, um, but people have brought out baked goods, hot drinks. Uh, we've, we received a really nice message from our parent council um, co-chair just saying that they really appreciate what we're doing and what can they do and what can they bring. So all kinds of uh, mitt and boot warmers being given to us by students, by or not by students, right, by um, co-workers, our principal brought out boot warmers and, and hand warmers. So it's, it's um, good spirits considering the circumstances. Uh, yeah. Melanie, how did you get involved with this? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but there's five of you and Bloor Collegiate right now. I think there's some renovations going on. So you're actually down at Central Tech. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's right. So it's a, a building that has a total of about 1,600 students in it. it the building yep. houses Bloor Collegiate, Central Technical School, and Alpha Alternative. And at, at lunchtime, again, in the cafeteria and the hallways, all of those schools are mixing together. Um, so, yes, sorry, I got I got involved just by talking to my coworkers and all of us sort of trying to figure out what the best way forward is, considering the gap between what Minister Lecce and, and the Chief Medical Officer of Health, how our schools are presented at press conferences, um, is very different than the reality that we experience and have been experiencing since September. And there's five of you. There are five of us who chose to, to, um, to take this route for sure, yeah. And why did you think you'd be back in class by today? I mean, what well, could I know change? That people have done this. Uh, this, this there's a, a number of other people in Toronto, in Peel, and in other parts of the province who are also uh, have done the same thing. Other education workers, um, and I know that people. There were a group of five to eight people at another school in Toronto last year, um, and at other schools, and they were all back in in one day. And so even the TDSB inspector and, and our administrators were taken aback when the Ministry of Labour sent them back in on day two to do a more thorough investigation. So they're actually going through room by room. They're identifying, the the bright side is that they are identifying a whole bunch of safety issues that need to be addressed, and they're taking action on those. So let me just clarify something with you, Melanie, because I'm a little bit lost, and I'm I'm trying to, I, I hope if other people are with me on this, then maybe we can get everybody on the same page. So you would be sent in, you and your five colleagues, your four other colleagues, uh, if ordered back in by the school board, you'd be sent in and walking them around Central Tech and saying, here's a problem, here's a problem, identifying for them the specific problems within the school. Is that why you thought you'd be back in by today? Help, like we that they'd send forces? Yeah, we, what we're hoping and what we, what has happened in the past is that the Ministry of Labor comes in almost that afternoon, okay. identifies a bunch of issues, writes orders to the school board to fix those issues. And then the workers are allowed to go back in, in the workplace or can go back in the workplace. Um, so so we are hoping that that process would happen more quickly as it has in the past. But it's been drawn out because the Ministry of Labour, we're hoping that they show up today. But they have sent um, the TDSB inspector back in and said we need a more thorough report before we're willing to come down there. I am very familiar with the annex. I spent a lot of my twenties in the annex. I, uh, I just lived one street over from Central Tech, uh, for a while in, in the early 2000s. I took a life drawing class there. I can tell you from my experience, it was decrepit when I went to take a life drawing class and I was in the new part of Central, uh, Tech school. Can you describe the reality of, of this ancient? Cause it's a, it's an old school and, um, how the safety measures are not where the province is uh, leading people to believe they are within central tech. Like, tell us your reality. Walk us through those halls and tell us where there are problems beyond the kids that are eating in the halls maskless. Yeah. And and just, I want to also emphasize that I don't, we in no way blame the students. I think this is a failure of the provincial government to uh, fund and, and, uh, create a plan that is safe for schools. Everything has been downloaded first to the school boards to figure these things out and then to individual schools. So it's a, it's a really, we're not public health experts ourselves. And so 
uh, just that it's in no way to blame the students. They've been encouraged to go home for lunch, but we have students who ride the TTC from Jane and French, from Scarborough, um, that we have a 45-minute lunch break. They certainly mm-hmm. can't go home for lunch, and they can't go outside in the freezing cold to eat their lunch. So It's it minus 22 no to today. That's them. not a reality. I mean, yeah, they all don't have true. cars they can hop into and have the, the, the muffin and the coffee that somebody supplied them with. So let's talk about what you're seeing. What, what are you seeing in Central Park that's, that's got you concerned about your safety, the safety of students, safety of other teachers? Okay, so, so beyond the lunchtime, uh, there's the issue of N95 masks. So uh, fortunately, as workers, we've been given some N95 masks. Initially, they said two per day. Then it went down to one per day. Uh, we were told by the inspector that they're not sure about whether they're going to have the supply. So he was telling us we could reuse each mask five times. Um, so all of that is, you know, creates anxiety for the education workers. But we're also worried about the students. I have students, you know, there's um, many low-income students across um, Ontario and the school board and in our school who simply can't afford um, high-quality masks. And we know now it's been confirmed that uh, COVID is uh, transmissible, it's airborne, and and people need higher-quality masks in order to protect themselves and the people around them. So we're asking for N95 masks or at least medical-grade masks, surgical masks for um, our students as well. Uh, we were hearing that the masks the- that were handed out by the province weren't fitting correctly and they were kind of uh, flimsy looking. Did you have the experience with that? that on social media. I, okay. I don't think we even necessarily have those in our building yet. All right. um, you know, like we were promised two rapid tests as well. Those are not in our building yet. So there's a lot of things said in press conferences. And then when you go into schools every day and you see the actual conditions, it doesn't give you confidence, right? It, it, it's a very different uh, picture. Um, there, there's also concerns about ventilation. So since the TDSB inspector came in, they've uh, found issues with the ventilation. There's, you know, our workroom, our lunchroom doesn't have a HEPA filter in it. We have a hundred year old building, as you've said, where the ventilation yeah. system can't run. It's not, it's not uh, equipped to run at the standard that uh, medical experts are saying is needed to deal with an aerosol, um, with aerosol transmission of COVID. Um, and, and I think what you're pointing out about the decrepit building, it's a beautiful building. I love it. It is gorgeous. I love this part of town. But um, there's also a $16 billion backlog in school repairs across the province. So mm-hmm. our, the, the repairs of many schools, it's not just Central Tech. We, there's schools that are much worse. Um, but there are, there's a building, there's a room in our building that has a leak where there's buckets in that, oh, in that room. And so we're well, just saying, like, this goes even beyond the pandemic. It goes, sure. we, need, we need to see real investment in our kids and in their learning conditions and in our buildings as well. Like, that's not, obviously, those are not on our part of this exact the, process, but it, it's all connected, right? So, Melanie, you and four other teachers, you're exercising your right to refuse work and safe work in the province by not going into school. How many more days are you going to be in the parking lot. How, how long are I you? Hope to be back. 
back there this afternoon. I hope to be able to go into the building this afternoon with my N95 on and with some orders written by the Ministry of Labor to improve conditions for students and myself and my coworkers and and, and to slow community transmission as well. So I have students who have been working um, online on their culminating projects, and they were scheduled to present this afternoon. It's the last day I get to see them, and I was just, you know, heartbroken at the prospect that I might not get to see them share their hard work with me and with their classmates. I'm so proud of them for making it through so many weeks of online learning, and I just, I'm so angry and frustrated at Doug Ford and Stephen Lecce and our Minister of Health for failing students and families. I'm a parent as well, so I have a kindergarten kid who's been going to kindergarten online for 28 weeks over this pandemic. And I can tell you that her teacher is amazing, but it doesn't cut it. It's incredibly stressful on families, um, and, and they need to invest in the safety measures so that we can open schools, but actually keep them open. We don't want to go back into buildings to, to see another spike in cases to just go back into lockdown to go back into online learning because our kids deserve better than that. Melanie, I'm going to leave it at that. I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, It's been an interesting conversation and I think quite illuminating for people that uh, may not have their kids uh, in an older school, but there's a lot of old schools within the TDSB and a lot of parents are sending their kids to those schools from all over the city and there are concerns about safety. So I appreciate you punctuating those. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers. Melanie Wilson is an English teacher in Toronto, one of five teachers not going into class, exercising their right to refuse work.